Hi, my name is Abraham. My name is Parth. And this is Convophilic Podcast. Welcome, folks, to uh, Convophilic Podcast. This is episode one. We're just going to go straight into it. And our topic for the day is college expectations versus reality. reality. Yeah. yeah. So we both went to UCLA. Yeah. We actually, before we get into UCLA, we both went to community college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Totally different experience, in my opinion. Uh, to the point of like, the one thing that I noticed was that UCLA was a lot more competitive and people were just about themselves a lot more. Not necessarily that they were all like selfish or anything, but it was a lot more, um, what's the word? It was. It's more like everyone's watching out for themselves. There's no like group of friends where you can just like be yourself you know yeah I think um, so if I were to compare my community college experience to UCLA for one like UCLA is a a lot bigger Um, I think on on a given any given day there's like 50,000 people on campus Um, I can't say um, we both went to Mount San Antonio College Um, I can't say I, I don't know how many people are there to be honest at Mount Sac? At Mount Sac. I don't know what the student population is or like just... I think, okay, so it is the most popular, the most uh, populated community college in California. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe. It's one I, of the biggest, that's for sure. It's, yeah. Uh, someone, I don't know who was, I, I was taking a tour and they said it was the biggest one. Okay. Um, but it's 30, definitely 000? not. Yeah. I don't know about 30,000. Bro, we, look, we it up, look it up. Look it up. I promise. It's it something up. like that. Something like that. Okay. But anyways, yeah. We'll post this in the comments. Because, <laughs> okay, so, like, I mean, UCLA is basically a city. Whereas, whereas like, Mount Sac is just kind of, like, I don't know. It's definitely not as big as uh, when I'm comparing it to other community colleges like Cerritos College or Fullerton College. It's a lot bigger than, than those schools. But when comparing it to UCLA, like, you can probably fit a bunch of, like, Mount Sac campuses on or in UCLA. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, but then again, some people also live on campus at UCLA, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to cut this part out. I just, I'm ready. Okay, so um, going back to what we were kind of talking about, I mean, the point of the whole like comparison thing is like Mount Sac is smaller, UCLA is bigger, different kind of vibe. You go to Mount Sac and it's kind of like people are still figuring things out. A lot of the people that go to Mount Sac, I would say, um, uh, and this is community college in general. I've gone to a couple actually. And I feel like most people are coming straight out of um, high school and maybe don't know what they want to do. Whereas like at UCLA, like obviously like the students that are going there got into UCLA, like a lot of them got in right after high school mm-hmm. um, of course there's transfer students like that's what we were but we went right. to community college first and um, when people are at community college it's a different vibe because like for one you don't live there um, everyone's commuting there um, second to that the academics are kind of at a uh, they're, they're different but it's not necessarily because they're at a different level um, it's just that like the setup is different, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, at UCLA, it's more like lecture-based um, as far as the classes that I had. Like you would have like a one of your classes has 300 students in there. 
Yeah. Um, but at community college, um, you'll have you'll have a class that's like maybe 30. And especially if you get into like we went in the honors program. So if you get into the honors program, it, it may be limited to at least to maybe even like 20 students. Right. Um, and you have a lot more homework than mm -hmm. at um, UCLA. Well, we had a lot more homework than at UCLA because UCLA was just like your grade is based off like two midterms and a final. Right, right, right yeah. And then at, in community college, it's kind of like you have homework due every week plus your midterm plus yeah, wherever. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily make it harder. It's just different, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and um, as far as like social life, I guess it was easier to make friends in community college. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Um, hundred percent. Why do you think that is? Because I actually never was able to pin um, that down. You know, if I really think about it, again, I think it goes back to the whole like people are. I mean, when you're at a, a university like UCLA, it's everyone's like thinking about their grades for the most part and their performance. You know. Yeah. So I think that people think, oh, I don't have time for this. I got to join that club and that club and that sport and this and that and whatever. I got midterms it's fast-paced you know right um i would say generally speaking the workload is a little bit lighter not a little bit a lot lighter at least in economics uh at mount sac at mm. community college so when we joined clubs i felt like i had time to go and talk to people and socialize and hang out with them afterwards right. and like go to their houses and you know have parties and whatever but when it came to UCLA, it was like, oh, I can't, I can't, like I got yeah. midterms to study for or whatever. You know? I think another part of that is also because it was um, shorter. Our, our terms were shorter. So we had quarters at UCLA. Yeah. At Mountain Sac, we had semesters. So you didn't really have time to like lollygag. I don't know. You didn't, you didn't have <laughs> yeah. time. You yeah. didn't have time to like go and meet people. And I mean, you yeah. can meet people, but it's just like everything's more sped up. You don't have you don't mm -hmm. have the opportunity to like catch up as much as a, in a semester system. Right. Um, you know, what's a good analogy is like if you're in New York City versus like like a village or not a village, I guess like a small <laughs> town in like the Midwest, like a suburb town like, like a suburb right okay. you kind of like there's it's not there's not as much going on but like you're it's more of a tightly knit community like people know each other mm. with new york it's like everyone's just like walking around they're, they're assholes sometimes because they're just trying to get to work and just everything's fast-paced mm -hmm. it's so, fast-paced yeah yeah i think that was it and i guess so like we're kind of giving you all some of our background but in reality it's like the topic of the of the first episode is kind of like is college worth it or not and or expectations is expectations versus reality but we're kind of kind of touch on the is it worth it or not as well um and it can be very relative to most but i think the expectations we all kind of have similar views on it because for me it's like coming up from high school it's um when i was in high school i just remember a lot of the professors kind of um Hammering it into hammering you. it into you that you need to go to college if you want to have a better future, and I have yet to discover if that's true or not. But I'll, also, we just recently graduated last year, you know, um, and I think that um, the expectations is like that college is this like new level of reality that you're gonna go into, you know, mm -hmm. like if if you go to college, like you will become enlightened, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I agree with that yeah. so much. Um, and also, I think a part of, like, this expectation is um, 
they tell you when you're a kid like you can be anything when you grow up and I agree with that but I also disagree with it because it's like once you when you go into college this is the you know that's the expectation you have but when you go into college the reality is you have to pick something you know you have to pick something regardless if you know whether that's what you want or not mm-hmm. because you're all moving through stages in life and if you go to college whether it's like community college or like or like a research university or like a like a state university or whatever right after um, high school you are you are told that you have to like pick what you want to do mm-hmm. you have to pick your major you can be undecided actually but you can't graduate as an undecided major you right. have to pick something um, at some point that's going to determine kind of where your career trajectory is afterward but it's a little more complicated than that like what do you think what were your expectations yeah so um, again all my life I've been told you need to go to a college and not just college like a really good college so you got to work you got to work you got to work in fact uh, if I take it all the way back if the elementary school I went to was in a different district than around this area and my parents had transferred me into uh, a different high school and uh, middle school because that that area was much more competitive you know, the scores are a lot higher, people are, it's basically more competitive, so the standard would be set a little higher. And so what ended up happening was um, my standards were raised a little bit, and all my, like everyone there was competing to go to like top colleges, you know? Um, so I didn't get into my dream school, UCLA, I went out of high school, uh, and I said, you know what, screw this, like I'm going to go to community college and try, um, and ended up doing that. All my life, again, been told college, 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 and I like idolized UCLA. I was like, wow, you know, at this school, like that's that's the place where I'm gonna go. And I got there, and it was cool, and it was good, and it was very competitive, and it was they it had its experiences, and it was great. But at the same time, looking back on it, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff. But if I really, if I think in retrospect, it was, it's something that is worth it to some people and not worth it to others especially depending on what they're doing with their future careers yeah so i agree with that things so like people for example if people know they want to be a doctor an engineer or a lawyer or something you have to go to college for that yeah you pretty much have to go to college for that so um choose a good college work your ass off like college is for you you know it's it's setting you up on an actual path Mm. if on the other hand you're just going to college because um, parents told you or teachers told you and you have no idea what you want to do it may be the answer for you it may open you up to some options some career options yeah and diversity and students and like a social setting but if you're gonna be like no offense I'm not gonna try to be like too offensive here but like a gender studies major or something you know um, job opportunities are limited for that mm. field you know yeah I mean you don't have to you don't have to call out gender studies just for that you can even say like English mm. I graduated in English mm. you know some people graduated right. in history it's like what job you really have to think about what studying that is gonna help <clears throat> you what career that's gonna help you get into get into sure um, because like I don't regret studying that um, I think it's helped me become articulate and I've been able to communicate through writing and verbally mm-hmm. with people, and I think it's given me a higher level of empathy. Right. Um, but you know, the expectation going in is like, well, regardless of what I major in, I'm gonna sure. have a good job after. Right. Right. But it's like, 
that a good job isn't always what you want it to be. You know, yeah. like if um, some people may, maybe went into an English major and then uh, are going into um, the field of English with the mindset like, oh, I'm going to be a journalist, you know, mm. like after this, or I'm going to, um, I don't know, do something that seems like relevant to it. But that doesn't always mean you can do it. Like there's also journalism majors, you know, there's also right. communications majors. You're mm -hmm. competing with all those people. Um, and not only are you competing with those people, you're like competing um, with people that also have gotten journalism internships. Right. Um, because anyone can be a journalist, really, if you have the experience. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what they don't explain to you um, in like high school or like um, those kind of places. Even when you're going into when you're going into college, your counselor doesn't really tell you all the time that. Um, you have to like get internships or that kind of stuff mm. um, because a lot of that's like that's the reality okay. the reality is like you have to have experience in that field for you to be um, recruited or seen as eligible to get into that job you know mm -hmm. like it's not it's not just like I majored in this so like I deserve to get that job it's like right your the your potential employer isn't gonna look at it like that yeah it's a holistic application right so they look at your GPA they look at the clubs that you were involved in so if I want to be like an investment banker or something mm -hmm. I should probably join the investment banking club there or the financial club or whatever um, and take on a position of, uh, of uh, a club position there essentially you know yeah to show like hey look I'm really dedicated to this specific career um, and I have a competitive resume. So. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think for people that were similarly like studying stuff that I was studying, mm -hmm. um, it's like you had to go be a part of the Daily Bruin. You know, that's where you're going to learn how to write. That's where they're going to, um, you're going to have like publications on the website or on the, or on the newspaper. Right. right. If you want to be a photographer, yeah, that's where you need to go because they're going to publish your, your, um, pictures and you know, they're an award winning newspaper so it's like that's how you're gonna get your foot in the door it's not because you're a photography major or whatever like that that shows that you have some that you have skill in that specific thing mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you know the New York Times is gonna hire you just because of that um, yeah yeah so I think that when breaking down like those expectations it's more of you need to think more critically about what exactly the they, future path is the yeah. future path is like what they want of me because you kind of got into like if you want to be a doctor into if you want to be an engineer um that was a good point of you to bring up because in that case like the expectation and reality are kind of like aligned because it's like if you go into college already knowing like i want to be an engineer and you you know take all your your um your general eds and then you take all your like major division courses in engineering you graduate guess what you become an engineer pretty you know? much yeah. that's like all they ask of you exactly um, yeah, yeah. it's 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 the same thing with like nursing or like accounting it's like you have it you have a very like sh direct path and like what um what is going to happen afterward and you know like that's awesome you know like mm -hmm. you have a career right after you might i don't know it depends like how competitive those fields are i don't know you might have to leave out of state right um right. that may be a reality that we don't know about because we're not we didn't major in those things um, but I don't know. It's, that's kind of the nature of it. Um, yeah. whereas, it, whereas like, um, we kind of touched on this too, like majors where it's like very broad, like history, English, political science, sociology, like I can name a bunch. 
um, you never, you may still come in with the expectation like, oh, I can get like a job in whatever. Mm -hmm. But really, um, I think I saw this in your video. It's like you you were citing someone that was saying that um, a lot of people that graduate from college are not working at um, in markets that are aimed toward college graduates. Like some people are like are like choosing to become like bartenders. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Can you yeah. touch on that yeah. more? Because sure, you sure. Can probably articulate it better than I can. Yeah, sure. So there were there was uh, uh, I think it was was it Bureau of Labor Statistics or something like that came out with some some facts and uh, some facts about like college students who majored in some certain degree. Um, a lot of these college graduates, they spent, remember, like think about it as an investment, right? If you're going to invest all this money into your own personal development, that's how I kind of think about it. When you go to college, your value is rising because you're getting educated and you're about to get a degree, all right? right. That paper certifies you. Unfortunately, it's a piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like a couple letters after like MD, PhD, but they certify you. Like, hey, this person has gone through something and their value is higher because they're qualified mm -hmm. for a certain position, a certain mm -hmm. level of position, right? They can take on this kind of position. If you go into college and you get a degree and you have a certain position like that or you have a, a certain uh, degree, you should be looking for jobs that are for that degree or up to that level of work. Mm -hmm. But a lot of kids or a lot of students can't find those kinds of jobs. I mean, the economy is doing fine, right? Unemployment is low and everything. But uh, a lot of these kids are getting out of college and they're going to get jobs that don't even require a college degree to begin with. So like bartender, like you were saying, one of the examples I gave was, I think the example I gave was bartender. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, I was, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Um, so you wasted all that money getting a degree. Remember, like that's another side we, we should touch upon is the financial part of it. Mm -hmm. It's like a huge decision for some kids. Like, is it worth going to college? Like there's an opportunity cost there. Um, because those four years, it's not just like money, but it's your time. This is like your youth. This is like you're entering your prime here. So some kids, maybe if they get out of college, they want to just go be, become a real estate agent or something like that. Yeah. Why? Where you don't need to go to college for that. You don't that. need to go to college. And that's a you perfectly good job too. Like you, yeah. you can make good money being a real yeah. estate agent. Exactly. Um, I think at this point it's like, the expectation of college shouldn't be like, I'm gonna get a better job. I don't think, I don't think that's a good expectation of college. Because I will say that college is super beneficial but you have to look at it through a certain lens. Okay. You know, um, college is beneficial if you want to learn how to think critically. Right. I would say. Sure. Um, and, exercises and your brain. I mean, it exercises like you're gonna, your brain right? and be, yeah. be analytical about those things. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you become a real estate agent or whatever right after mm -hmm. high school, that's awesome. You have a you have the potential to have a great financial future and like you can buy a house probably earlier than all, a lot of these college students mm. and stuff like that, right? That's another thing I was going to touch upon and I talked about in my video was these milestones that people meet, mm -hmm. marriage, I mean some people I guess don't want to get married and that's a that's a uh, debatable one, but marriage is a certain milestone for a lot of people. Owning a house is a lot of uh, owning owning a house and financial independence. Yeah. These three milestones college graduates achieve a lot later in life somewhat later in life. I don't want to say yeah. a lot later cuz that yeah. Just later in life than later in life. What yeah. some people would if they like I was saying, if you go out uh, out of high school and you become like a real estate agent, 
um, and you start becoming more financially independent because you're a good real estate agent, obviously you're going to hit those milestones a lot sooner. You might be like 21 mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when people are barely graduating college and they have this like enormous debt, you don't, you know, yeah, like you, 100%. you will have like financial freedom. You can probably mm -hmm. buy your own house and you're probably going to buy more properties or like to rent those out and make more money, you know? Sure. That's if they have that mindset. I don't yeah. know. That's not everyone, yeah. but yeah. that's what I'm, th that's what I'm saying. Like college will help you think critically. Maybe somebody that became a real estate agent, like doesn't have that much like vision. Right. Because they didn't, I don't know. Have options. Because they didn't like have, that. they didn't have study. They didn't study right. like all these things. I don't know. Right. I'm just like, kind of like pulling that example out of like nowhere. Sure. But yeah. I think that when you, when you go to college, you're able to also open up your own doors. Yeah. You know, because, and that's not to say that someone that didn't go to college can't, it's just saying that having a higher education means that you, I don't know, you're, you're, uh, you're smarter, you're more intelligent about how you approach situations because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. generally speaking, because like when you're in such a challenging environment, you, again, you exercise the brain. Like it's like, especially if you really worked hard there yeah. and let's just say like you don't get a job out of college and you really were a hard worker. You're very intelligent and you mm -hmm. know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. When you get out of college, let's say you, you decide, oh, I don't want to get a job or something like that, or, um, you don't find a job those skills that you worked on are still there, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, whatever route you decide to go to make income, you're still smart enough to make it. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the examples, again, like this is something that I covered in the video, was some of the examples of like the biggest people who either dropped out of college or didn't go to college, right? Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. uh, Bill Gates, mm -hmm. uh, not Warren Buffett. Maybe not Warren Buffett. I can't remember. Steve Wozniak. You know these people. You don't they have. Didn't, to. They didn't graduate, but they still went to college. Right, right. Some of them dropped out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of them. So, so the way that it was qualified was you, you, these people didn't either did not go to college or they dropped out of college. Mm -hmm. um, so again, you don't necessarily have to go. Yeah. But there was I would another... I would wonder with them. Yeah. Because they probably had similar expectations than what that as that we had, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when you're younger, you're a little more uh, um, reliant on mm -hmm. what the adults are telling you, right? right? So before they went to college, they probably had the same expectations. But at some point throughout their college experience, they were like, wait a minute, I already have the skills that I need. Right. Why am I going to continue? Yeah. And that, you know, and yeah. they built these massive companies. Right. Because they were confident in their ideas anyways. Exactly. So something I wanted to touch upon was the financial side of looking at college as if it's like an investment. Um, on average, you typically get a much higher rate on, uh, was it return on investment, ROI. If you go to college and you get this, like a degree, right? Uh, then things, uh, th then things like investing in the stock market or AAA corporate bonds, right? So, the, and I'll, I mean, I have the sources, but it's because I talked about it in the video, that's why I'm remembering it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it from an investment perspective and you're looking at it as, I'm gonna spend money, I'm gonna get these qualifications, then the job I'm gonna get, I can pay off this debt and make more long-term. That's the whole idea about looking at it as an investment, right? Uh, so for example, if I wanna be a doctor, all that, all that time I'm spending, all that effort that I'm spending, all that money that I'm spending, eventually if I become a surgeon, like a neurosurgeon or something, I'm getting paid a lot of money. 
And you can pay it off. You should be able to pay it off, uh, it, but it does depend on what college you go to, how much money you took out for that, yeah. right? How much you're actually getting paid because not all neurosurgeons will make the same amount of money, mm -hmm. things like that. But if you really look at the numbers of it all, I think that will give you a good indication as to whether you want to pers pursue that route mm -hmm. uh, or not. And if you look at it, the financial crash of 2007 and eight happened a lot because people couldn't pay their debt back their mortgages started, you know, defaulting, right? Eventually, because everyone was giving out these subprime mortgages, these banks, they just wanted to make like a little uh, fee. Mm. Uh, so they, they were just handing out loans like crazy, like nothing, right? And these people, they were giving it out to people who really couldn't afford to like make those monthly payments and stuff. Eventually they defaulted and uh, that causes a lot of instability in the economy, right? It caused the panic. And so, what happened, what's, what's been happening recently is our college student debt has been rising a lot too. A lot, very rapidly. Yeah. It was like 100 billion, I think, in 1999. And it skyrocketed now to 1.5 trillion. That's 15x in the past, uh, what is it, like 20 years? The past 20 years. Probably like, yeah. Uh, and in the past 10 years, it's gone from 600 billion to 1.5 trillion, which is huge. And then, okay, on top of that, you're saying, okay, well, some people will say, okay, that's fine. They're just loans, like people will pay them back. But the Federal Reserve released data that said that the default rate on these on these student debt, uh, on, on the student debt, has gone from around like five or 6% on average to about 11 or 12%. Mm. So it's doubled almost. Um, meaning, and that default rate is very important, you know, because if, if people are not able to pay that money back, again, it's gonna cause the same sort of instability. Right. Um, and it's like the same underpinnings as the as the Great Recession in 2007 and eight. Mm -hmm. It's just you're giving out money like stupid, you know, like to people just because what you want to make a fee or you just want to you have the confidence or whatever. Like, um, like they have to be able to back up the reason why they're taking out the money. Right. That's like that's credit some, score, yeah, how much your income, all this and that, whatever. But some people are saying that, look, if it gets too bad, then student debt itself might be the the next uh, big bubble, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it is, but that could is be. a potential, right? Um, so that's something to consider. Uh, is I thought that, because uh, I watched your video on the way over here, mm. and um, I thought something that was kind of messed up was, um, so you were talking about people defaulting on these like student loans. Yeah. Um, but also, a lot of the co-signers were defaulting because they couldn't pay the person that they were signing for like they couldn't pay for their loans and a lot of them are like people's grandparents older people and it's like wait a minute yeah you asked like grandma to like pay for Dude, your school and you seriously. can't pay for your own like education what now grandma's broke because of seriously you? <laughs> and the worst part is dude like when you when you're when you file for bankruptcy you have to pay like there if there's any one debt that you cannot just get rid of it's college debt like mm. if, if I have a, a mortgage or something, they'll forgive it eventually. The bank will foreclose on it. They'll sell it off and they'll like take whatever difference they can and they'll yeah. forgive you for the rest, you know, mm -hmm. if you file for like some bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. College debt is not, it's, it's, it's immune to that. You cannot, really? you have to pay it off. You have to. Like it is, it, it is law, it is the law. You have to. And some of these grandparents that, you know, paid for their uh, grandchildren's, uh, uh, university and they, they defaulted. Didn't pay. They attempted to pay. They attempted to pay. Right, right. And, <laughs> yeah. and so what happened was they would default. Poor and grandma. The, poor grandma. You know what the fucked up part is? Because she has to pay it, the government comes in and takes a part of her social security. Mm -hmm. 
Really? Yeah. Like, you're going to take a part of the Social Security to, like, pay for this? Like, make... So, one consideration for people to make is understand that it is a financial decision, too. Yeah, so. I think I think that... Um, I just keep repeating this stuff to, mm. to keep us on track. It's mm. like, that's the reality. Right, right, right. You yeah. know, that's the reality. Yeah. And um, it's a big responsibility to make an 18-year-old... Uh, to make to have them make you know straight yes. out of high school it's like oh like this is all this financial information you're gonna need to know you're still a kid like mentally mm-hmm. um so it's just like i think people need to be more aware of what they're getting into even if you know it, if you're 18 you're an adult like legally you're an adult you <laughs> people are gonna try and take advantage of you and in this case it's like I don't know like what institution I'm gonna point like we could point fingers to um, but it's kind of just like society telling you like you need to go to college um, that's kind of at fault but as an individual more people need to be aware of what they're getting into right mm-hmm. um, so there are other ways about going to college we went to community college we probably I haven't calculated my own like finances because of that but I probably saved a ton of debt. A ton of money. A ton of money. Um, going the way to community that college. I calculated it was, uh, so we transferred as juniors. We got in and paid for junior and senior year at mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. It was around twenty thousand per year for me, around twenty, uh, twenty-one thousand I think, per year. And if I calculated out, it was uh, almost the same cost, junior and senior year, $21,000, So I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to assume. Is that with housing similar. or just tuition? Everything, everything. Okay. It, housing, food costs, whatever. Everything. Uh, and so I'm assuming that that's what it would have been freshman and uh, sophomore year as well. Yeah. $42,000 saved. Not to mention, for me, at least for me, it was time spent, time saved too. Because I wouldn't have been able to transfer in as a junior because what, what ended up happening is I had credit from high school. Yeah. you. Um, that's a good thing to point out to the listeners that... Uh, go on. Go on. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to explain your story. <laughs> no, that. it's okay. So I had AP credits from high school. Uh, AP credits tend to count as college level classes. If you pass the test uh, with a three, four, or five, typically they'll give you credit. Um, and certain universities, when you transfer, they only accept certain scores for those classes, like fours or fives. For like, if I'm an economics major, for example, I took AP microeconomics in high school, uh, AP calculus one and two. So I had to get a five out of five, like a perfect score on mm-hmm. uh, the AP test to qualify that to go to UCLA. The college credits, which I had, thankfully, yeah. and. That saved me a lot of time. Time is essentially what it is. Uh, I had to work a little bit harder, but I was able to get out of community college in one year. Yeah, and you started you started community college the summer after graduating. High right school, after right? high school. Right after yeah. high school. Yeah. So that was like I don't know if you intended all that. I did. You did. Okay. I did. Well, that Before was I even graduated high school, I was like planning it out. I'm like, okay, I can do this. If I I went to see a counselor, I was like, like. What I need to do. What do I need to do? Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's make a plan and like yeah. let's execute on the plan, dude. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. So. And um, to a lot of uh, if we get any listeners that are still in high school, maybe seniors in high school or juniors in high school is actually you know where they would need to know this. Yeah. Because any AP classes that they take can potentially be college credits. Yes. If they score the right. Uh, score amount, right, 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 right score on the test yeah um and that will also save you time and money yeah in the long run um and there's also um i wanted to point this out too D- 
depending on what you want to study, it may be a great option to go to like a Cal State as well. Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't understand this expectation, back to expectation, going into UCLA, I expected it to be more like hands-on. Um, I, I wanted to um, learn how to write well, right? And mm -hmm. I did. Um, but it was more so because I looked for opportunities that were going to um, teach me how to write well or where I was going to learn how to write well um, outside of my classes. Because in all your literature classes, you just read um, old text and then write an essay on it. Um, is that really going to it's going to teach me how to read well, I would say, and it did. But it didn't teach me how to write well. Um, I actually did a couple of um, journalism internships outside of my classes. Mm. And that's where I learned more journalistic writing. Um, I took a lot of creative writing classes. That's where I learned like my short story, fiction writing, poetry, like that kind of stuff. Um, but those classes, I would say are out of the norm because UCLA is a research school. Yeah. What they want you to do is like study the field and then... Um, theory-based. Yeah, it's theory-based. So publish more research. And um, the difference being like if I went to Cal State Long Beach or Cal State Fullerton for their journalism program or whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would have focused more in my classes on writing journalism pieces you know right, right. Um, whereas like even at UCLA they don't have a journalism major because they don't research that they yeah. they, they research that in comm and communications but not they don't have journalism you know right, right. Um, even I have I have a couple of friends that studied engineering and you do learn what you need to know like for engineering but it's more research-based um, okay, okay yeah and I'm assuming it's gonna be a little more hands-on um, at a Cal State or even at USC like USC is mm -hmm. more it's less research based than like UC Davis or mm -hmm. like UCSD will be like that kind of stuff definitely um, yeah like for example another major that I'm thinking about UCLA doesn't have accounting as a major or business administration or business administration I mean yeah you can get an MBA but like mm -hmm. a bachelor's degree in like simple business yeah and, and that's, you have business economics but it's not it's, it's not, not the like, same not like you still same, it's still theory based dude. Like all these other majors that we're listing are like things that you can apply right after graduating. Yeah. Um, and in a sense, if you want to get your graduate deg degree in English, then <laughs> go to UCLA because it's gonna it's gonna set you up for that um, graduate level um, education. Yeah. Right after, you know. Yeah. But if you're even thinking like I just want to go to college and get my bachelor's and I'm done, um, the better option might actually be to go to like. Cal State or like USC or some non-research based school right right yeah and granted those schools do research as well it's just not at the level that UCLA will do it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh, schools were not even built in the first place for jobs it was meant to uh, it was meant for studying it's mm -hmm. literally it's it's meant to like uh, one of the oldest schools Harvard University right one of the first schools established uh, before America even became independent as a nation I don't know that. I think I'm 99% sure. Fact I can't. Check this guy. Yeah, fact check that. I, I'm not. Yeah, like for sure, definitely fact check that because I don't know 100%. But um, from what I remember, they were meant to learn and to uh, what was the word you used? Research. Research. research yeah. Yes. To to move education forward. Mm -hmm. It was not meant to be like a criteria for getting a job. A lot of these skill, a lot of these jobs that people want, you know, mm. uh, coal worker, farmer, 
cabinet maker, these trade jobs, trade level jobs. Mm -hmm. You don't need to, you can do, dude, you can take like a 10 week course or something, you know, in a lot of these cases. Yeah. And, and that's like, get a thing. like, that's not saying that those things are easy. Sure, sure, sure. Of course not. They're course hard not. as shit. Of like, course. Let's go. If you put me and this guy to try and build a cabinet right now, <laughs> we will not be able to build a cabinet for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Not right now. Yeah. Give us a 10 week course and yes, maybe maybe then maybe, but not like a really good one. It'll yeah, just be yeah. like a <laughs> an amateur cabinet. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And th those those uh, jobs are needed. Yeah. Those jobs are yeah, needed. Someone needed. has to fulfill those. Yeah. There, there's always a need for like somebody to be an electrician, somebody to be yeah. like. I don't know. And the more people, the more influx a we Mason. get into college, the less people will fill up those jobs. The supply of the uh, labor mar the supply in the labor market for those jobs goes down, and so people will tend to yeah uh, pay more Dude, for it. I have um, I know a guy that went to UCLA. He studied um, Italian and Spanish because he wanted to study those things, but he he studied those because he he also had the GI Bill. And that mm -hmm. paid for his education. Okay. So um, he contacted me sometime after graduation, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, what are you up to?" He uh, he was an iron worker. He became an iron worker. He was very good with working with his hands and whatnot. And like, uh, from what I know, um, I might be getting the name of the job wrong. It's like an iron worker or something else. Um, but basically, like, you work up in this uh, in like high rises that they're that they're creating so if you see like a high rise being built you still see like the iron in the building and like the, the, structure, the, foundation. the structure and foundation of it um he's one of those guys that like they put up there and he's just like working on it mm. um but they're paying him like 30 dollars an hour or maybe more and that's like compared to what other people and like that's not using your degree he just went to study and like to to be educated right mm. um but you know he's doing this job that it's like a, a trade job and he's making more money than most people are um who went to college 100 percent. yeah um so i was watching this interview with uh, uh i'm not trying to get into politics i'm not gonna i'm gonna claim it right now i don't have a political opinion on this show i'm gonna try to stay as unbiased as, po as possible but i was watching a podcast on the joe rogan podcast uh with andrew yang who's a political uh, candidate. candidate on the Democratic side and Joe Rogan asked him like hey what do you think about Bernie Sanders' free college uh, like plans mm -hmm. and Andrew's response to that was uh, he Bernie assumes that the answer to the future is college it's just college 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 let's just prescribe this medicine that is college to everyone as if like that's the problem right mm -hmm. first of all if you if you let people into college for free more people are going to want it a lot more people and boom like the supply the the value of a bachelor's degree goes down so then what happens the next level up people are going to go for the master's degree to like qualifies the same as the mm -hmm. old bachelor's degree so what he's saying is that we need to teach people real life skills that are actually going to apply for our economy mm -hmm. right like how to start businesses or how to like these trade level jobs right like college is not the answer to everyone's problems so paying for a huge and free college is going to cost a lot of money somewhere up to like 10 trillion dollars i think what it was was um uh the estimates i think so again like it's a question of like is the cost worth the benefit mm -hmm. or yeah is the cost it's like you have to do a cost benefit analysis right and in one of my economics classes, we were talking about how to grow developing nations. 
these third world countries who are suffering, there are there's a, something called the three-legged stool, right? You have the government, you have the free market, and then you have NGOs, which are non-governmental organizations. These three pillars of the stool create the economy. And so in that class, it was basically what the whole class is about. How do you find the balance and like how do you... Um, grow these economies? How do you establish a legal system so that everyone can flourish in the economy, whatever, right? One of the chapters was talking about uh, college. And I don't know if the authors were biased or what not, but they said in one of the paragraphs, they literally graphed this out, okay? They said, any candidate who shouts free college is just trying to get elected, and it's bullshit. It should not be a solution to the problem. Mm. Because the, the they did a cost-benefit analysis. They said around eighth grade is when the the cost of paying for public college and public education um, outweighs the benefit that society gets for it at eighth grade. And yet we already pay up to high school for, to as free education, right? They can go right. to public high school and get your degree in high school, right, for yeah. free. So, and then on top of that, you have community colleges, which are heavily, heavily, uh, a lot cheaper, essentially. Um, so that's what the graph was showing. I don't know what their indicators were, but they said society does not get a, a higher benefit out of paying for free education beyond that. Because who makes, like, what is the economy? What is GDP? It's, it's the production of goods and services, right, over time. Mm -hmm. Who decides what's produced and what people consume? It's not a college degree necessarily that decides that. It's the it's masses, people, the market, people right? Want yeah, it's what people, people want. want. It. It's yeah. entrepreneurs who decide, hey, I want to create an iPhone. Yeah, you may, need, you may need engineers for that, and that's where the college degree comes in handy. Mm -hmm. But you need people to market that. That's right. where content writers or whatever come right. in or handy. Right, or marketing degrees come in yeah. handy. But a lot of this stuff is like infrastructure, it's um, food production, it's, there's a lot of other things. Furniture, glass, many, many different things, right? Clothing, These, this is what the economy is made up of. You don't need yeah. a college degree for a lot of that stuff. I think, so. well, okay, so I have a couple ideas about that. Sure. Um, so when, when Andrew Yang says, um, if college is made free, then that means that um, it's going to become kind of like a baseline, right? Everyone's going to have to have like a college degree. Like it's going to be expected. Everyone's to have it because it's free and anyone can get it. Um, is that kind of what he, he was kind of saying? I don't think that's what he was saying. That was what another author was arguing over like some, that was another person saying that, some doctor with a PhD was okay. arguing that. Anna McGrath, something like that. Anna McGrath, something like that. Because what I'm thinking is like, it's not that bachelor's degrees are going to become more relevant. It's like that the prestige of the university, this is what a potential thing that might might happen. The prestige of the, of the, univer the, prestige of the university is what's going to be more important at that point. Because yeah. even if I'm thinking about like countries like Japan, if you don't get into a top university in Japan, like people commit suicide. Suicide, yes. People commit yeah. suicide. Yeah. So, Happens in India too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's kind of like your, uh, your status as far as like what is connected to your name. Like I don't know, whatever a prestigious university. Like I don't know, let's say Harvard. Yeah. Let's say like I don't get into Harvard, I I'm gonna like commit suicide. Commit suicide or something, you know? Yeah. Because it's like yeah. That may be like what it becomes in the U.S. because it's just like okay, if everyone um, gets free education, and I think that people should have more access to education for it to be free. I don't know. I'm not an. I didn't study economics. That's your field, you know. Right, right. But I think yeah. that people do deserve to have better access to um, education. Mm. 
Um, if they choose to go. If, if they, they choose to go, go because yeah. not everyone wants to go, and that's and that's fine. Or people are kind of like pushed to going. Yeah. And um, I don't agree with that either. Yeah. Um, but the thing is too, like, since you since we kind of touched on it, a lot of companies require a bachelor's degree as the bare minimum to qualify for their job. Anyways, if you go on LinkedIn and you just search for like any job, sometimes they don't they don't say like we require a um, psychology degree. It'll mm -hmm. say like psychology degree preferred. Per yeah, yeah, preferred. Yeah. That makes you more competitive. It makes you more competitive. But if you don't have it, that's okay. You can still apply. And if you have a strong application with things outside of that, mm. they'll accept you, you know? Yeah. Um, and there are other, um, I don't know, that's what, just what I've been seeing. And, and now even some will say like, bachelor's acquired, master's degree preferred, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just like, yeah. it's becoming a baseline. So, and more and more people are taking debt out. Remember the bubble with mm -hmm. the student debt. Mm -hmm. um, that's something to consider. Yeah. And I think that instead of like a college expectations versus reality question, that becomes more of a, is it worth it? Kind oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Because right. I just don't want to deer, jump deer off the question. Deer right. off too much. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Do you think that is, there's something else that we should talk about? We've been going on for a while. Yeah, uh, expectations. Well, the expectations is, uh, I guess, people have different expectations about college, I guess. So it's not necessarily that everyone's expectations will be that. I think if I was to give any advice, it's that, it's that don't have expectations. Mm. Uh, just understand that w this is what it's probably going to be like. But uh, I wouldn't get like overly hyped up about going to a university that is your dream university. Unless yeah. you are going for like a, you're trying to be a lawyer or something like that. Because even that though, like that, sorry to cut you okay. off. Just sorry. that example that you brought that up, uh -huh. being a lawyer. Right. You don't need to have any specific undergraduate study. You can be a gender studies major. You can right, be, right. You can be a history major. Right. It, law schools don't care yes. what you study for undergrad. Mm -hmm. um, they might prefer some things, but right. it's not spe it's not specified on their applications. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I forgot the point that I was. Oh yeah, expectations yeah. versus reality. So. People have different expectations. I'd say like go in with a plan, like really go in with a plan. You know what I what I don't like is that a lot of people say, oh dude, take your time. You have time to consider what you want to do. Okay, but most people just sit on their asses and don't do anything. It's like, okay, well, if, if you want to really, you should be proactive in the process is what I'm trying to say. If people are like, you have time to figure it out, take your time, whatever. I wouldn't listen to that. That's not good advice. I would say, yes, you have time, but you need to be proactive and actually look into the different fields. Yeah. And people don't know where to start to do that. I'd say there's a lot of websites online. There's a lot of like videos online that go through like, very, they have like infographics and like cartoon designs that show you what the basics of each field are. Yeah. And I would go through that. I would go through that and see, see what interests you or, or like career path. Yeah. Pick something, you know? Yeah. Um, and even now, like, yeah. once once that person picks what they potentially want to do, because people change, like, their ideas their path, all the time. Yeah. yeah, their paths all the time. Yeah. Um, something that I was doing after graduating 
from UCLA because I was looking for different jobs is I would go on LinkedIn and see what their requirements are mm-hmm. for like the jobs that they're posting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very good idea for someone to do at the beginning stages. So if someone's like, you're, you're a freshman in college, right, you decide right. to go to college, you're like, all right, I want to go to college. I want to receive an education, um, but I don't know what to do mm-hmm. um, as a career afterward. Go on LinkedIn and maybe think of a couple things that you might want to consider. Consider, yeah. Um, and then it'll tell you, like, usually they'll tell you, like, what degree they want you to have, uh-huh. how much experience they want you to have. Because if you know how much experience they want, at that point, if you're a freshman, you can be like, okay, well, I want to be a, I don't know, what's some job that you, I want to be a... Uh, Engineer? No, that one's, too, that one's too straightforward. It's something for something more broad, maybe like... Um, I want to be a social media manager. Okay. Okay. You'll run people's Instagram. You'll run their Facebook. You'll run their Snapchat. Uh-huh. Um, their LinkedIn <clears throat> account, everything. Mm. Um, they they might say, like, on there, like, we want somebody with a marketing degree. Mm. They may also say, we want some, we, we prefer someone with a marketing degree, communications degree, English degree, journalism, or something like that. Right. But they may also, like, preferred, but they may also say, we want someone with two years of experience um, working with a professional social media account. So at that point, you're like, okay, I go to Cal State Fullerton. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can run someone's Instagram account or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run the admissions office social media. That's a professional entity. So at that point, as a freshman or sophomore, you can apply for that internship or that work-study job or whatever, and you can do that for them. And that'll be... It, depending on how long you do it, like one year, two year, that'll be that many years of experience that you can apply um, your time with, and that'll be on your resume. So when you apply for a job coming out of college, it's a lot stronger. Yeah, you know. So that's the advice that I would give someone: just be smart, like strategic about what you want to do. Even for something like teaching, um, you may think like, "Oh, um, I'm gonna study English and I'll be an English teacher right after I graduate." That's not how it works. To be a teacher, you need to have teaching credentials. Mm. So yeah, you have to have your bachelor's degree, but you also have to go and get your credentials after you graduate from um, your bachelor's. So it's just being mindful of what else you need to do. Mm. Um, And I think that is the reality of it. Expectations isn't like, the expectation isn't like, oh, things will be fine, I went to college. It's like, no, you need to apply what you learned in college, that critical thinking mind that you have now to what I'm going to do afterward. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. They even, say knowledge is power, but I'm like, no, dude, applied knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is power, yeah. And it's even like, okay, you studied econ, I studied English. I mean, we're kind of using, well, me more so much than you right now. Like, mm-hmm. we're making a podcast, right? I'm using my communication skills I learned in English here. Um, you learn some communication skills, I would say, like in econ, but not in the same way. Yeah, not even close. Not, <laughs> not even, even close. close. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> uh, if anything, I learned more in my speech class at Mount Sac, you know? Yeah, so, okay, there you go. Yeah, you know? no. So it's really just... Uh, which, you know, everyone has to, I think, take a public speaking... Just side note. Everyone has to take a public speaking class, which, okay. I think it's good. I think it's good, but it's like, you don't... A lot of people don't even use that, and they don't make public speeches. No, but, but let's say, I don't know, let's say you are... Uh, involved member of your local church okay you have to do the readings for that day oh sure yeah and, and you, you practice go. right 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 um 
it's funny because I actually am going to be using it for the first time. Okay. Ever. Did I tell you about this or no? An event you went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, I did? I think you did. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is like a perfect opportunity for me to practice like public speaking. Mm -hmm. So um, college isn't totally useless. <laughs> I don't think it's useless, you know? It's just like, it's <laughs> not, it's not, yeah, I know. <laughs> don't listen to this guy. <laughs> He's evil. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's, um, <laughs> it's, and a lot of people will jump to that actually. Like, I know you said it as a joke, but some, a lot of people will say like, man, college wasn't worth it. Yeah. It's really what you make of it at the end of the day. Mm. It may not grant you a like six figure like winning job, right? Right. Um, but you know, you have the ability to make things out of it. Like we're making a podcast. Is it going to be successful? I don't know. It might, might okay. not. Yeah. Um, but really, it's like we want to communicate our ideas to people because we value these ideas, right? Mm -hmm. So. I don't know if you're listening and you went to college and uh, you have some things to say about it as well, like reach out to us or like, yeah, you know. uh, DM us uh, yeah, and our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, and I'm sure. Oh, oh, Instagram real quick uh, for people who, uh, who are on Instagram, follow us. It's convophilic, convophilic, convophilic dot podcast. Dot dot yeah. podcast yes. That's our Instagram handle. Um, and then we're also thinking about making a YouTube or well, we are going to make a YouTube channel. Yeah. But, um, as of right now, it's just going to be our po podcast in video. We're just going to record the whole thing. Um, if you want to put a face to our names, you can go on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to yeah. see part of the couch, go on the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So we actually, I mean, this is our first podcast. We might've jumped around a little bit. Um, but we we're also thinking of like maybe creating seasons or like different episodes of like a similar topic so if we want to delineate more of what we spoke about today um we might make a different podcast specific to like what people are doing after college we might invite some guests on and talk about um have them educate us you know like well I am an engineer and this is what I ended up doing yeah, after college, yeah. you know. Hey, don't shit talk my career, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, know. or I am a, you know, electrician or whatever. Right, right. Um, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, look forward to the next episode. Should be every two weeks. Yeah, perhaps? every two weeks right now we're thinking about. One episode. Um, every time it'll be a different topic, something that's relevant to more younger people, typically, but we welcome everyone yeah. to listen. <clears throat> All right, I guess uh, tune in next time. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening. All right, peace. Cheers. Uh, How do you feel? I feel that? good. You feel good? I thought it was natural for the most part. I thought it was natural. I think.